You're listening to the Dropouts Podcast. Here are your hosts, JT and Hunter. Welcome to another episode of the Dropouts. I am Hunter, and I am joined by JT and Statman, and we have got a great show for you today, episode five. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, right off the top of the program, we're going to get into some things. First of all, find us on Twitter at Podcast Dropouts. Follow us. We do. We're pretty active on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We got one video drop on there now. Check us out. Subscribe because we're going to be doing more and more as we go along. And uh, guys, a uh, silly season. Mm. JT, how are we doing, buddy? Man, we're doing great. Uh, man, it's summer. Oh God, yeah, it's beach summer. time. That's right. You know, we're getting closer to closer to the old kickoff. Yeah. Man. Hey guys, I got some bad news. I've actually entered my name into the transfer portal. Uh, haven't we all? You're, not the, you're <laughs> not the only one. To go somewhere much cooler than here because it is miserable hot down here. Oh, man. In South Georgia, which is where the dropouts are located. So, Statman, how are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. good. You guys ready for this fantastic show we have? Statman just got him a new car, man. In the process. In the process. It's nice to have that kind of money, man. Young man's money. I'm telling you. I hear you. All right. Well, good deal. Yeah, it's hot down here. I don't like it. Um, That's why I avoid yard work at all costs in the summertime. You know who I call? I call Trey at JD's Landscaping and Irrigation to take care of everything that I need done, whether it's my lawn needs mowing, my hedges need trimming, if I need some irrigation because we're really dry down here, although we have gotten some rain. However, down here in South Georgia, it gets really hot for a long stretch of a period of time, and you need that water for your grass. And if you need their irrigation system, please call Trey at JD's Landscaping and Irrigation. They will take care of you, just like they're taking care of our program by being our sponsor. So thank you. Call him at 912-271-6300. Two zero. Thank you to JD's Landscaper and Irrigation. Yes, sir. Okay, it's silly season. We've had no shortage of silliness. Everything from the Brew McCoy Brew McCoy saga, where he's jumping from USC to Texas back to USC, and of course, the loud and proud Dan Mullen down there in Gainesville. Boy, he's 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 chomping it. He's chomping it up, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Hadn't heard much from him in the past few weeks, but whatever. We're not going to get too much on the Dan. Um, but Silly says, hey, I got, I got something I heard on the radio the other day. This is completely not sports-related, by the way. You guys take showers, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Weird question, I know. But bear with me. I heard this on, I can't remember what radio program this was on, but it was odd. The question was, when you're in the shower, do you wash your legs? And this was some kind of survey somebody did somewhere, and I found myself instantly answering, Yeah. But 70% or some odd number of people that answered this survey said no. What? They let the soap run down, and that's enough. That's not bathing, man. And I found myself saying, first of all, who cares? (laughs) Who would? But second of all, apparently I do because I'm getting 
passionately annoyed that people don't wash their damn legs in the shower. <laughs> who who would take time to even think about something like that anyway? I don't that know. Is... <laughs> it was obviously enough for someone to create a poll of some sort and wow. ask a you know, a given a set amount of people, hey, do you wash your legs? And most of the people, an overwhelmingly large amount, said, nah, we just let the soap run down. Guys, that's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, not going to lie here. Statman's in the 70%. Oh, uh, my God, yeah. really? Yeah. So yeah, you have semi-washed legs. Semi-washed over here. I Man, I just, I can't, I can't semi-wash my body, man. I, I hey, just, to each their own, man. Hey, all the know. way, all the way to my feet, man. I, I just... I can't. Yeah, I can't I leave mean, any. I, I, I hit my feet now. I, I, my feet got to get taken care of. So you leave your legs and then just go to your feet, straight to the feet. Wow, what a bypass! That's yep. yeah, that's very <laughs> interesting. That's about a three foot gap you got going on there, bud. Wow. All right. Hey, that's like I said, it's silly season. That that just intrigued me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I got to ask the guys that question because I can't be. That, I, I, I'm finding it weird that the minority is. I wash my legs, and I'm in the minority. That's, I don't know, whatever. Well, Statman is part of that 70%, yeah. I guess. Maybe it's a generational thing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Wow. All right, so we got a good show for you today, folks. Um, we're going to talk some Transfer Portal stuff. Statman has his way too early. Everybody has way too early this. ESPN, CBS, all the publications, Saturday Down South. No one is immune to these way too early list we want to do our own stat man has compiled his way too early heisman candidate list we're going to do several of these probably before the season actually starts and we're 83 days away by the way guys 83 from days. week one isn't that amazing uh honor of jeb blasevich yes yeah 83. 83 yes very nice i like it i'm excited we're getting further or closer and closer to it and further and further away from last season so I, i'm excited um jt is going to give us a, some input on the transfer portal and then we're going to do the best and worst case scenario for each sec team as we uh get closer to the season i've done that part that'll be my part but right before we get something else i gotta say something and this is the sneak peek a little peek behind the curtain to what episode six is going to have which is going to have a bunch of new segments and here's one of them we have a saying down here in the south that that really gets my goat Y'all know what that means? Mm-hmm. Statman, you know what that means? Never heard of it. You've never heard somebody say that? Here's what, and there's probably a lot of people that don't, because this is kind of an antiquated phrase. Dude, you watch Family Guy. You know yeah, what grinds my gears? That grinds yeah. your gears, that's, though. It's, 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 it's along the same lines. It's okay. essentially the same thing, except this is the southern version of it. I've always heard it. Maybe it's okay. a little more, like I said, an antiquated phrase. But when somebody does something annoying that I don't like, man, that really, that really got my goat. So here's something that got my goat the other day. And this is, goes out to any fan base, any fan, any coach, any player, former player, whatever. This is for you. And Georgia fans did this. Florida fans are currently doing this. Tennessee fans are currently doing this. If you have a commit or a player, let's just say a commit, decommit from your program and go somewhere else, do not, under any circumstance, get on Twitter as a grown person and call out this 18-year-old kid who's making the toughest decision and the biggest decision of his life, which will affect the rest of his life from that day forward, don't get on Twitter and call him out and say, you don't need him. It's chastising the kid, And chastising man. him. People, do, go, people, hey, people don't understand how hard that decision is. Oh my, I've never had to make that decision. Not, the greater majority of us have never had to make that decision. What makes this bad is this particular incident was a former player. 
who's went through this, who's went through the recruiting process, who went through this, unless no one else wanted him, which I refuse to believe because he's probably a good player. He was part of a national championship team. Look, I'm not going to put him on blast. Okay, I think we're better. We're, than we're that. better than that. But th- he he, th- what, here's the situation. Leonard Manuel is a wide receiver, a highly sought after wide receiver. He committed to University of Florida. Okay. He is still currently committed. He has not decommitted, but he just released a top seven. So clearly he is still exploring options. A former University of Florida player put this kid on blast saying, hey, we don't need your type. We don't need somebody being indecisive in the room. Mm -hmm. You're committed, but you got a top seven. What's going on? Hey, you know what? Who cares? Georgia fans did the same thing with Justin Fields. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. They put Justin Fields on blast saying, hey, if you – you don't want to be a dog. We don't want you. No, man, come on. Justin Fields did what he thought he had to do, which was best for him. Leave him alone. He's and th- 18. Yeah, th- and, th- and this is my thing. This this is this is my whole deal with that. You've got these 18-year-old kids, you know, majority of them that are highly sought after. In high school, they're treated like rock stars. Okay, you come out of high school, you have all these schools that are after you. They give you the opportunity to take official visits, unofficial visits, you know, you got these big programs that are after you. You're trying to put your name out there. Um, thus, Carson Beck situation. Uh, you know, I mean, he basically come out and said that, I mean, he kind of put Florida out there. Yeah. So he could gain interest from other big-time programs. Yep. Um, but who allows these kids to do this? Who allows all that? Who allows these official visits, the unofficial visits? Who allows them kids to go to different schools and, you know, recruitment visits and all that kind of stuff? That's the NCAA. The NCAA. Yeah. I mean, so if you're going to be mad at the kids for taking these opportunities, uh, yeah. you know. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, don't be mad at the let, kid. Let, yeah, and, and like I said, Georgia fans are just susceptible to this. Tennessee fans did this to Cade Mays last yeah. season. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, they did this to Tate Rattledge this season because he chose Georgia and his dad ripped the Tennessee sticker off his truck. Leave him alone. Yeah. I, and look, I'm not saying this because I'm a Georgia fan. This happened to a Florida kid. Just let, let's be honest here. The greater majority of Florida fans dealt with the Chris Steele situation. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty maturely. But for the most part, you still had fans going on there. And even current players on the University of Florida team saying, hey, we don't need him now. He's gator bait. Come on. Yeah. Like I said, Georgia fans are no different. They did the same thing with Justin Fields. Oh, okay, we'll see him on the field. How about that? We'll, we'll sack every, him, whatever. Every fan base has a small yeah. little group that. So, forgive me. This isn't just a, you know a jab at Florida here because, it's, and I know that's what it seems like. It's just that's where these instances keep coming from. For well, the I most think, part, I think it take, it's, I think these fans that 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 are taking this to that level are the ones that are like overly passionate about their school um but you can't i mean you got you got to think about you got to look outside the box also with these kids man i mean they're you know 17 18 years old i mean sometimes they don't even know what they want no you're not supposed to know i'm 46 years old sometimes i don't know what i want you're not supposed to know man and like i said like i I like exploring options absolutely and that you know and that's why i don't particularly care for as much as i like clemson as much as like Debo swinney i don't care for the his policy of once you commit to us there's nothing else but then again yeah you can explore your options before you commit it's worked for him 
Yeah, it's worth it. It has. So, it, so I mean, yeah. yeah. It I has. don't hate it, but it's just it's it's kind of it's unique. Yeah, his thing. You know, if if you're going to commit to us, commit to us. You're yeah. solid. You're solid with us. I mean, no no other players out there. Yeah, know. I don't hate it. It's just you know it's unique. It's a unique situation. Yeah. All right, that was that's what got my goat. If look, don't please don't do it. Don't put these 18 year olds on blast if they transfer or if they commit then decommit. Who? Come on, let it go. Well, Georgia's had their fair share of commits and then decommits. Jaden Hazelwood was a huge one last season. As far as I could tell, no one released really, no former UGA players taught him out. No. It, it just was what it was. Yeah. But I guess when your team isn't recruiting very well, you start losing these recruits. It's cause for concern. But whatever. All right, so let's get into it, JT. Tell me what you really think about the transfer portal. Man, I tell you what, the transfer portal, if it's used like – it should be the transfer portal is a good thing but I'm going to tell you right now and not being biased to to the former Georgia players or whatever Luke Ford got just he got shafted yeah that's a bad situation I mean the kid it, okay I understand nuclear family, you know, father, mother, you know, sibling, whatever. I understand that. But who's to say some of these kids, some of these kids' lives, man, their their grandparents may have pretty much raised them. And in some cases, in some kids' cases, that is a fact. They didn't have parents in That's their exactly life. That's exactly right. Yeah. Their grandparents raised them. Whatever the circumstances that led them to that particular situation. Right. Yeah. So the kid's transferring, in my opinion, he's transferring for a reason. And for the NCAA to deny him immediate eligibility is absolutely absurd. Yeah. And this is just one of the byproducts of the transfer portal. If you were to take this part of it out and just look at it from what it was intended to be, Mm -hmm. and that is pretty much an unimpeded path to a new school where you don't have to let your coach well you do have to let him know but you don't have to seek his permission he can't block you right he can't say no you can't go to this school or that school that was the original intention now obviously each case is done by a case-by-case basis but is the transfer portal as a whole is it I mean, it, it, a lot of people are said the common phrase is it's leading to free agency in college football. That's, yes, that's all it is. That's exactly what it is. But I is that is that good for college football? No, no, because they're not professionals. They although, not although professionals. I I believe personally they should be paid. That you know, supply and demand, whatever. We can get into that later. Yeah. But it's it's basically free agency for college football players, and I don't know if they have it in basketball or whatever else, but it's basically free agency. It's, yeah. it's I think it's. I mean, you could do it in any sport. I believe I believe is the case. Yes, if it's an NCAA sport. Yes. Yes, you, it is wide open. It's not yeah. exclusive to football, but you just don't have transfers like, or at least they're not as publicized as they are in football, right? It's baseball, right? Or even basketball. If you're not a Duke or a North Carolina, you're not going to hear about it as much. And the and and you know take take the Luke Ford out, and then you, then you have an issue with like with Tate Martell at Ohio State, right? You got Justin Fields, who came in pretty much and was promised, I guess, more or less, 
the job. You talking about Ohio State? Yes. Um, Tate Martell decided, well, hey, I'm not going to stay here because I've been here for two years. This kid right here is coming in, and they're pretty much putting everything out for him, rolling out the red carpet. I'm taking my ball going somewhere else. Miami. Transfer transfer portal? No, man. Stick it out, dude. Come on. Yeah, I, look, and there's something to be said for that. But it's hard for me to be too mad at the transfer portal mm-hmm. as a Georgia fan because so far we've benefited from it. Yeah, we lost Justin Fields to it. Yeah. Which, whatever the circumstances are there. Yeah. But that, now we that got was Lawrence. A whole other deal too. We got Lawrence Cager coming in from Miami. Mm-hmm. Eli Wolf coming in from Tennessee. You know, uh, remember when Kirby first came to Georgia, he brought Murray Smith with him. But isn't isn't uh, Lawrence Cager? What, is he a graduate? I transfer? think he's actually a graduate yeah. transfer. And Kager, think, Kager uh, and Eli Wolf, Eli are, Wolf both are both yeah. graduate transfers. Okay, yeah, they are graduate well, then I'm transfers. Way off then. Yeah, I'm still not mad at the transfer portal. I'll tell you why. And I don't necessarily think that free agency is a bad thing. Here's what I think is going to happen with the transfer portal at some point. There's going to be, right now, it's just kind of loosey-goosey. You know, and it's a case-by-case basis, depending on the reason you left or an NCAA being the ridiculous higher power that they are, determining one reason is better than the other, which that's a whole other topic, discussion probably. What about going to one school? going to another one then going back to the one you left exactly well i mean listen chris Steele, going from florida to oregon to one, usc one thousand percent <laughs> yeah i listen, mean brew mccoy brew mccoy saga is a little bit weirder but chris Steele, look chris Steele left the city he, he wanted to go to florida originally yeah he got there his situation was not handled correctly absolutely give him the opportunity to go somewhere else and play immediately yeah no problem with this at all it didn't work for whatever reason he didn't go to oregon like he originally said now he's going to usc Brew McCoy, leaving originally committed to USC, and he goes to Texas. Texas. Now he's leaving Texas, go back to USC. Mm-hmm. I've yet to hear a legitimate reason other than the fact I'm homesick. Yeah. Sorry, kid. You can transfer. You you chose you chose to enter the transfer portal. Yeah. And chose to go to Texas. And I get it. You're 18, man. You're young. You made a, a pretty tough decision. Yeah. And but here, here's here's where I have a problem with the transfer portal. And I'm going to use an analogy. You don't get a job at a Fortune 500 company right out of college. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say right out of high school and expect to go in and be the CEO. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? It does. You do, and I, I'm not. This is not for any one player. This is for any player at all. You go into a school. You commit to that school. You sign the papers. You now have a scholarship to that school. You are attending. If for whatever reason it does not work out, where you get immediate playing time, try harder. Right. That uh, that blows my mind. Why? Why? Okay. Why leave USC? Right. Go to Texas, mm-hmm. and then say, nah, "I think I'm gonna go back to the one I left." Because he's originally. He I guess he's from Southern. I mean, he's from California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, NCAA. Okay. Oh, I agree. What, what are you gonna do? All right, you're homesick. You're you're just homesick. You want to go back? We got a guy transferring to Illinois from Georgia who's denied eligibility. Denied it. Because of a hundred miles. Because of a hundred mile radius, and his grandfather's not in this nuclear family. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. And see, my my plight with NCAA is different than my plight with the transfer portal. And look, I'm I'm actually I'm actually okay with the transfer portal to a point because oh, a I coach I can leave. Too. I mean, take Manny Diaz for example. You know, Jeff Collins took the Georgia Tech job, 
left Temple. Manny Diaz was the defensive coordinator at Miami. Was literally employed by Temple for like a weekend mm-hmm. before Miami called him and made him the head coach. Now, see, to me, that is that's just kind of how corporate America works. You can jump from job to job, really, unless you're, I mean, even when you're contracted, you can still do that. Bigger name, bigger, bigger money. dollars, exactly right. Yeah. So I don't. It's hard for me to fault a, a player for wanting to go to a situation he feels is better for him, but it's. It's like Statman said, they're not professionals yet. Mm-hmm. They need some time to mature and to be groomed and to understand, hey, because here's my question. What's the limit? What's the limit? What happens when you go to your next school and you don't start there either? Right. Are you going to keep this? And where's NCAA going to say, hey, all right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So th- eventually I believe it's going to get some some rules, maybe that's, even a timeline. Like, hey, yeah. look, you can – openly transfer from here to here right that and that's what they need to do they need to come in they need to set some specific ground rules specific spe- specific 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking oceans on the dropouts podcast although i'm trying to we have not been drinking folks this I promise is water you. um but they they need to come in with um some specific ground rules i agree and, and i think they will you know limit the amount of times you transfer, you know, yeah, limit the the schools, you know, or whatever to amount of transfer portals. That that to me, you know, get rid of all the gray area that they've got going on right now, and you've got to sit down, and you've got to think about, okay, all right, what's a legitimate excuse? What's a legitimate excuse? Okay, Justin Fields, we we know what he said, yeah, what his case was quote unquote um but i mean come on man really everybody everybody really knows the reason why but uh you talking about we talking about Justin Fields right now yes okay well the claim the claim is that his agent didn't use the 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 racism thing that's the claim we don't, I, I believe we don't we don't know that for sure we didn't sit in that courtroom or in that hearing or whatever. No, but it shouldn't have been used. That that's the claim that everybody's saying is his that his sister's still there. They they didn't use that. Yeah. I, I don't know. There. I don't know how you get immediate eligibility in his case without using that. I'm not but, sure either. And uh, the, the, those questions can remain. And really, here here's my stance on this. I don't think they should have to sit out a year. Period. Whatever the reason. I don't understand the the reasoning behind that to begin with. Maybe I'm not smart enough and I haven't combed through the catacombs of details that exist in these rules. Mm-hmm. But why? Why do they have to sit out for a year anyway? Who cares? Yeah. They want to transfer, let them transfer. If they're good enough at their next destination to be a starter, let them start. Who cares? Yeah. Jacob Eason sat on the bench for his one year over at Washington, didn't make a peep, as far as we can tell. You know, I don't care what reason Justin Fields uses. I hope he does good at Ohio State. I think it's I think it's going to be good for him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to. I still think he's going to be a Heisman candidate, but I don't think it. Maybe maybe it's not this year. Uh, if if it's not good for him, will he enter the transfer portal again? I, I some reason I doubt it. I don't uh, yeah. have that. If he's starting, him. he's not going to enter the transfer yeah. portal again. That's if he's starting. Well, who else would? Yeah, I mean, Ohio State really does not have a plan B no. at this point. Tate Martell's gone. Tate Martell's gone, and whoever QB six was behind whoever else, you know, I think they also had another one after Tate Martell yeah. leave. Yeah. 
uh, West Virginia, maybe did he go? I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, but at any rate, I mean, I I agree that transfer portal has caused some problems and has mainly been ripples in the water as opposed to direct effects. Mm-hmm. It's been like, ooh, NCAA probably sitting back saying, man, we didn't really think about that. How are we going to handle this? And eventually, it will evolve. It'll be something completely different. It'll be commonplace, and who knows? It may go back to the way it was back in the day when coaches could block players from going to rivals. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, commitment is commitment. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand the word, but it's a different time and place in college football, and these kids have a finite amount of time to prove their worth. Mm-hmm. Every single, for the most part, player wants to be a professional athlete yeah. at the next level, and they need that time to prove their worth. But it's also been proven all you really need is one year. Yeah. Now, one year may not be enough if you get injured, but Kyler Murray had one year. And he made the best out and of it. He won the Heisman, and he was the number one draft pick. Yep, and yep. rolling in the dough. Now, that's not to say that that's the, the norm, but it's certainly something that's trending to where you're having a lot of one-year players going into the league, and they're making good money. They're high-round draft picks. I mean, look at Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, look at Daniel Jones. Oh, I mean, you what Nick Bosa. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't even play all season long. Didn't even play, yeah. Yeah. And what well, he was a top ten pick, I'm pretty sure. Still wasn't he? making money. Yeah. Yep. No, no, I'm not knocking on Daniel Jones. I don't know how long he played, but I would love to buy insurance from him. He's <laughs> got that look about him. <laughs> that yeah. that or a home. Oh man. Real Rocket estate. Rocket mortgage. Yeah. Real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's I mean, like I said, well, well transfer portal, good in a way. Some kids yeah. are making it bad. Um, I know. I don't think it's the kids that's well, making it's, it bad. Yeah, it's the NCAA. It's the NCAA that's making two, it bad. You know, that's exactly uh, right. Two way swinging door here. You yeah. know, yeah. the Brew McCoy thing is it was like, all right, come on. You know, because yeah. my little rant at the top about what gets my goat. I'm not going to knock these kids for making these decisions, but at a certain point, you recognize, all right, this is getting a little silly. Mm-hmm. I understand you're homesick. Everybody in that I know has been homesick at some point in time. I get, home, you I get homesick how, every third day. You knew how far away Texas was, right? Yeah, I get homesick every day. I'm homesick right now, and I'm at home. So I, I get it. No, but you knew how far away Texas was when you decided to transfer from your original school. Yeah. Now you're going back again how many times. And I heard an interesting idea, and I don't know if it would actually be feasible from a podcast I listened to Saturday Down South where they were talking about the transfer portal that maybe coaches will get smart to this and say, hey, look, if you transfer, you leave me, you no longer have a scholarship offer here. So mm-hmm. you can come back, mm-hmm. but you won't have a scholarship. Maybe that will help deter some of these kids. I don't. I think that would still be a negative thing. Yeah. I don't think that's a great way to do it. But yeah. there's going to be some coaches who are going to find their ways around this to deter it. Oh, they'll, figure, I mean, they'll figure something out. At least when you sign your letter of intent, you have to go put in a year at that school. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Something like that. There's something to be said for for some of these schools who haven't had transfers. So yeah, but anyway, we'll see as the years go by. Y'all give us some questions. Y'all uh, y'all uh, email us and and give yeah. us your thoughts. And uh, speaking of that, we're going to do some fan questions. We got quite a few more than uh, I actually anticipated. If I'm honest, got some good ones. I love some fan questions. Were, some of them are weird. I love fan questions. We like uh, the weird ones, too. No, I'm not going to ask some of the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get... Is any of them if you wash your legs? Nope. Okay. No, that was a question for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, Statman. 
Doing Heisman now, huh? Yeah, I want to hear it. I'm interested in this because I want to argue. Okay. Well, this is uh, this ain't really based off of last season. This is just. It doesn't look- need to be. This is way too early. This is your. We're looking time. forward. Um, you're gonna be surprised because I don't have two of there. Um, hmm. but we got Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, and I'm gonna go with Justin Fields. So you got three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks. No running backs. No running backs. Not even the the only running back I could see making it, it would be either uh what's the name Jonathan Taylor from, from Wisconsin, from Wisconsin yep. or DeAndre Swift. And I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to get the touches Just, that yeah, he needs that's, to. That's, that's no, what I, I don't was, think so either. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's I, not I a bad thing, but with our offense, no. with our offense, I just don't I don't think he will. Um, but who knows? I mean, you I, I actually agree with I would thought you would have more. I think Jake Fromm is going to be in that conversation. And that's not me being a homer. I just I think our running game is too good. He don't put up. I mean, he's going to put up numbers. He's going to have completion percentage, and he's he's going to be efficient. I think you're going to be really surprised at James Crowley's offense. I hope so. I think so. Now I, so. I don't know if we're going to be surprised because of they're becoming air raid like Texas Tech was a few years ago. Yeah. No. But I I don't I don't think we're going to we're going to see conservative plays. But I also think we're going to see because we got we're going to open it up. Yeah, we're going to open it up. I like Jalen Hurts for Heisman. Yeah. I really do. I mean, how could you not? I, I think he has a fantastic story. I think he's a fantastic person, young man. I think he's a fantastic player. I, I hope he does it, man. I really do. Not at the expense of Georgia, but if he wins the Heisman, I, you won't hear me say a, a bad word about it. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be up there from Wisconsin just because he has been he's such a good, he's really good running back. And oh, he yeah. He's essentially – carrying that team yeah and he is their offense much like um what was the running back carry on johnson mm-hmm. for auburn yeah, yeah. 2017 because without him they had they just they were flat yeah, yeah. he deserved he deserved some some first place votes carry on yeah. yeah well i agree and you know a lot of that was not necessarily a knock on Jarrett stidham or any of the receivers it was just the offensive system well he i mean basically he single-handedly beat both Georgia and Alabama. Well, he carried the ball like 83 times in those two games. Yeah. Yeah. And you and, can and tell. Was, and, and, he, and he was beat up. He was catching yeah, the ball, too. Really man, I felt up. so bad for the kid in the SEC championship. Didn't, game he, didn't he have like a like a fractured shoulder blade or something like that? Something was going on. So, something with his shoulder or the collarbone or something. Yeah, I don't think I don't it was a fracture, but he had something going because you can tell his posturing while he was waiting. Was yeah. Just, it, was, it was hurting him. Well, he, didn't want, he didn't want to get hit on that shoulder. No. I don't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. My shoulders are fine. I don't want to let it hit yeah okay, so, so Jalen hurts. You got Justin Fields. I have I have Justin Fields in New York. I don't have him winning it. I think, no, I've got him in New York. As I well. think Trevor Lawrence is going to win it, hands down, especially throwing to Justin Ross. I, that's a wide receiver. I could see making it too, but and just the offensive line they've got right now too, the recruits they've got. This is this is set up, and the offense that's run at Clemson. This is set up for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and his oh, skill set. Yeah, no doubt. And man, they're just and look. Let's be honest, ACC fans, Clemson fans. Sorry, but facts are facts. Clemson's schedule is not exactly top tier in regards to challenge. And they, I mean, they can't help it. They got to play the teams that they have they, to play. It is what it is. But and you know what? They ran through the best team in the um, SEC last year. Yeah. So, but, but the question still remains. And this happens to a lot of players. Will he have a sophomore slump? No, I don't think so. 
No? No. I don't think so. I think he thrives. I don't think he will either. No, I think he – I don't think he will either. I think they go undefeated again. Yeah. I really do. I don't think they have any trouble at all. I know that uh, ESPN released a list of trap games for the top 25, and they had Syracuse as a trap game. I don't think no, so. No, no. I don't think so. They're they're still basing that off two years ago. I know. And they yeah. based it off last year when it was a close call. When they had to throw in Chase Bryce. Yeah. So, I, I just – I don't buy it. Sorry, ESPN, but I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I like it. I like your top 20. I like your uh, way too early. Yeah. I, I, I don't have two in there just because – you saw what happened to him when he when he got hit a few times. I don't disagree with you at all. And actually, he actually faced pretty good defenses. So this who is, so who would you have knocking on the door? The top three that you have, who would you say that was that was knocking on the door? Uh, it's like I said, the, the running backs that I could see in there is Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, or Jake Fromm, or Justin Ross as a wide receiver. Because I mean, D.D. Westbrook made it to New York a few years ago. Yeah, he did as a wide receiver, but he had Baker Mayfield throwing to him. And I think he put up like four thousand receiving yards that year and caught forty five touchdowns. Like one game. Yeah. <laughs> that one game being against West Virginia. Yeah. But yeah, so I no, mean no Justin Herbert. No Justin Herbert. I'm actually surprised he didn't have Justin Herbert or Jacob Eason. Because I think I do think Jacob Eason's gonna have a lot of conversation about him this season mm-hmm. because I think he's now in that West Coast offensive style. Wide open. He's got a schedule that is favorable. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to tune in with him as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I, I, just, I like him. You know, yeah. Not because he was a former great Bulldog, kid, but he was just, you know, just a great kid. level-headed. He played his heart out when he did play for Georgia. And I mean, he's a true freshman. I mean, yeah. he was, you know, he's thrown in there and faced some tough defenses. But good job, Statman. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, this, um, is that all you got on your Heisman stuff? Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay. That's it. Well, I'm going to get into this because I'm going to ask you before I do. Tua, I don't think. Tua's going to have a great season. I don't. I think I, he's I going agree. to be more and more exposed. I, I think. Agree. I think he'll put up numbers against the under par teams, but yeah. against teams like LSU, and then when A&M. we in in A and M, and then when they meet up with Georgia and Atlanta, I think yeah. it'll be just like last and year. And they have no Jalen Hurts to fall back on. No, no, and I think we exposed a lot of him uh, defensively, uh, defensive schemes. Well, you just got to hit him. Yeah, I yeah. think we exposed Simple. a lot. You got to hit him. I don't think I think durability is an issue with him. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Alabama at the end of the season, as a whole, was not well. No, they and, weren't. You know, and, it, and it, which is odd because they're known to have a uh, really good strength and conditioning program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just didn't seem like they were very durable. They were still good. I mean, it's it, depth. It's it sounds easy. Just oh yeah, you just got to hit him. But not every not not every team's gonna has the ability to rush no. the passer like Georgia did. Or LSU. Or Clemson. Or well, Clemson. I mean, Alabama's offensive line is always there. I mean, year in and year out. They, I oh, mean, yeah. They, they, find, they find the kids to And then they've got a running that. game. they got Trey Sanders. Mm-hmm. They had coming in. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility. Look at Zach Evans from Texas. So, you know, for 2020. All right, so we're going to get into the best case scenario for each SEC team as well as the worst case scenario. I will expound on some of these. Some of these are just kind of whatever. It is what it is. We'll start with Arkansas, or Kansas, the Razorbacks. Kansas. Their best case scenario, in my opinion, they're going to go seven and five, winning season. Okay, they have obviously a very tough schedule. That's their best case scenario. This is the, everything works the way they want it to. Mm-hmm. However, their worst case scenario is four and eight. Personally, I feel like that's probably the most likely scenario for Arkansas. Yes. 
there in the SEC West where they have to play A&M, LSU, Bama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. All of those teams right now are just plain better than Arkansas. And yeah. I have no problem with Arkansas. I don't, you know, but then. I mean, you got to give Chad Moore some, some credit now. Sure. Yeah. He, he took, he, he still re- reeled in the top 25 recruiting class. He is. But with I, that terrible season they had I last year. I don't think they win a single game in conference this year. Then they go 0-8 in conference. I they, think I think they beat Ole Miss. You think they beat Ole Miss? At they, least. Their SEC East crossovers are Missouri and Kentucky. I think I, I, I could see them. I could see them beating Kentucky too. Maybe so. Which to, uh, which which ones do they have at home? Do you know? Uh, let's see. No, I don't. I didn't have all that wrote down. Okay. I don't have all that. I was gonna, I was going I was going to say what you had. They actually go. I do know they go to the Grove. They go to Oxford for Ole Miss. I do know that. That'll probably be a twelve o'clock kick. Yeah, so. probably so. Ole Miss fans won't be drunk enough yet. Old Vandy, Vanderbilt. Good at baseball. Oh, not really good at football. No, I mean, they threw a no-hitter, you know. I mean, hey. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. That was great. Kumar Rocker. Tracy yeah. Rocker's son. Tracy Rocker's boy. Really cool stuff. Yeah. I think their best-case scenario is 6-6. Six and six. Their worst-case is 3-9. and nine. They obviously have to play UGA week one. Okay. I, could see, I could see them going 6-6. Six and six, I think 6-6. Or 5-7. and seven. I, say, I think 6. I think a 500 season. They go bowling at the end of the season. Have Derek Mason dancing again. Yep. yep. They go to Ole Miss – to play they play LSU this season they play obviously Georgia Kentucky Florida but I just and I honestly I think they're going to lose to Purdue they play Purdue I believe week two I think their first three games is UGA Purdue and LSU mm-hmm. and Sheesh. I think they're going to be 0-3 by the time week four rolls around that's just my do opinion they, do they beat Tennessee again Uh, no I don't think so no okay, no. okay. No, I don't think so Ole Miss seven and five is their best case. Three and nine is their worst case because they have a tough schedule as well. I think they go seven and five. They uh, they play California Golden Bears. Beat them. Yeah, they're going to beat them. But they still got to play Bama. They still got to play LSU. Then there's always the Mississippi State. You know, uh, they play Mizzou as a crossover. I think Mizzou's going to be pretty good this year. Uh, Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant, man. Yep. And heads up, I think Mizzou will be the second team in the East. I think Missouri is the only team to not have a player transfer from their team. They were they were not for in, lack of in trying. the SEC. Yeah, Tennessee was really trying. Yeah. Yep, Tennessee was trying hard. Uh, speaking of Mizzou, their best case scenario, in my opinion, ten and two. I think they can go ten and two. Wow. And worst case is seven and five. What's their schedule? Uh, they play West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Of course, they play UGA. They play South Carolina. They play Florida, they play Tennessee. I think, uh, and I think who else do they play? They play Arkansas. They play Ole Miss. I think they're only two losses potentially. Georgia's one, and I think South Carolina gets them. Hmm. So you think they get Florida again? Oh yeah, yes I do. Okay. It's either South Carolina that gets them or Tennessee. Tennessee's going to knock off somebody this year. They've already ESPN's already got Georgia on upset alert for Tennessee. So I mean they got to have us on upset alert for somebody. Yeah. Last year it was USC and Tennessee and everybody else for the most part. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think Mizzou can go 10-2. I think that's probably – that's a very doable and likely scenario for them, especially with Kelly Bryant, Derek Dooley's offense. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Mizzou. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. I think it will be interesting. Mississippi State, their best taste, in my opinion, is 9-3. and three. Their worst taste is 6-6. Six and six. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm not sure which way to go here because they got to play Bama, they got to play Ole Miss, they got to play LSU, they got to play Auburn. 
They got to play A and M. I just they lost so much on their defensive front. I don't know that they're going to be that tough this season. And they lost um, uh, what's quarterback's name? Nick Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah, they lost him. He is gone. I think they can go nine and three. It may be less than that. It may be an eight and five type season, or a eight and four. Yeah. Who knows? I don't really know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Kentucky, I think their best case is also nine and three. I think they have potential to do it. They're Worst not, case is six and six. They're not going to be as good as they were last year. They're not, but I still believe they get Florida because now Florida's got to go to Kroger Field, and I believe Kentucky mm-hmm. starts. The, the last year was the start of a streak for Kentucky. I mean, I could. I they're they're going to be pretty good. I don't think they're going nine and three, but I could see eight and four. Yeah, eight and four. That's why I say best taste for Kentucky is nine and three. Yeah. That's the absolute top where they can go, in my opinion. I believe they go probably uh, seven and five. Defensively, they should be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they should be fine. Offensively, still got Terry Wilson. You got Terry no, Wilson. No, no Benny Snell. No. All no, Benny Snell. What the Snell man? Yeah. Snell, yeah. That's that's <laughs> no more. So. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they got a tough schedule. They got Georgia. They got South Carolina, who I think actually may be a little tougher than last year. Mizzou is going to be tough. Uh, they go to Mississippi State and play them. Uh, A&M, arguably probably the toughest schedule of anybody in the country because oh, no they doubt. play the top three. They play Clemson. They play Bama. They play UGA. That's on top of LSU and on top of Auburn. Mm-hmm. My Lord, what a gauntlet. So, they go to Clemson, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they come to UGA. Yep. So, I mean, this is not – already being in the SEC, specifically the West, is tough enough. Man, you're, you're playing the, the top three in the country. It's on your schedule right now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And uh, I, I believe their best-case scenario is 9-3. and three. That's the best they can go. I don't think that's what happens. I think they I, Can't ever count Jimbo out, man. No, but Jimbo's, I just uh, – he doesn't have the talent just yet. No, I mean he's he's working on it. Uh, Travion but, Williams is gone. But you got Kelly Mond. I mean this is. Uh, yep. I mean that's what this is his third season now. Kelly Mond, what yeah, is he I a think ju- so. Junior, I believe is he, he is. Junior? Yep. Um, I mean he's had that offense, so I believe they go seven and five. I don't think they beat Clemson this year. I don't think they beat Bama. UGA. I this is a this is a game I'm nervous about as a dog fan. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think UGA can get them because it's in Sanford. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a toss-up for me. I think they get Auburn, and I believe there's going to be another legendary showdown between them and LSU. So it's a toss-up. Yeah. But I believe they go seven and five. Can we? Can you go ahead and and, and do Auburn's real quick? Yeah, we'll do Auburn's. Uh, I believe their best case scenario is nine and three, but I also believe their worst case is six and six, which I think is the most likely scenario. Yeah, I, I don't feel like Gus Malzahn makes it out of this season. No, I don't either. I believe this is his last season. UGA's going to get him. Bama's going to get him. LSU's going to get him. Uh, A&M, I believe, will get him. Oregon, I believe. Oregon's going to – they're going to beat the brakes off of him, I, I feel like. I chose Auburn originally to beat Oregon, but looking now at the roster and the fact that Gus Malzahn is still going to be calling plays. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're playing in Oregon, correct? They're, no, no they're it's, playing a, it's a neutral site yeah, game. Yeah, it's a neutral oh, site it's a neutral game. Site. Uh, I wish you wouldn't have said that because I could have told you where. I think it's in Arlington. 
It's either in Arlington or Atlanta. I can't remember exactly which one. I don't think it's Atlanta because last year was when they played Washington and Atlanta. I believe it's in Arlington, Texas. It okay. might be. It yeah, might it's be. a neutral site game, and it, it's it's going to be a good game. But yeah. I do believe Oregon with, with Justin Herbert, the experienced, possibly Heisman candidate quarterback, and uh, what's the coach's name? Cristobal? Morgan mm, Cristobal. Morgan Cristobal. He has got a well-groomed team around him. So I, I, I my opinion on that has changed. I yeah. believe Oregon will – will beat Auburn. I just think it's a 500 season for them. So, uh, South Carolina, 8-4, and four, best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Because they also have a tough schedule. They got Clemson, they got Bama, they got UGA. Yeah, they do have a tough schedule. Yeah. Well, I, so, think, I think uh, The Athletic has those has, has South Carolina ranked as like the – has the toughest schedule in the do. ACC. Correct. Yeah. So. No, they have, I think they have them ranked as the toughest schedule, period. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. But – uh. I don't believe – I believe they can go 8-4 because they're not going to beat Clemson. They're not going to beat Bama. They're not going to beat UGA, and I don't believe they're going to beat Mizzou. But I believe they can beat everybody else that they play, Yeah. which includes Florida, which includes Kentucky. Uh, the, uh, Bentley, is he, he's coming back, isn't he? Yeah, for, this is like his 17th like, year. Yeah, like 17th season, yeah. I think, something yeah. like that. I don't know. He should be a – I don't know. Hey, it seems to me when you look at the message boards for South Carolina, they it's – all things Ryan Helinski, which is their new quarterback recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. South Carolina fans, if you're listening, correct me. Have y'all given up on Jake Bentley? Is it now? Are we ready to see Ryan Helinski? Will we see Ryan Helinski this year? I don't think so. You know? I think they're going to give Bentley his his due diligence. Uh, and I hope they do. He's earned it. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. Will Muschamp, dude, past few days, past few weeks, this guy's been recruiting, man. Got some good stuff going. So we'll see what 2020 brings for him. All right, good friends down in Gainesville. Their absolute best case scenario, ten and two. Mm, that won't happen. No, I believe. Listen, and this is—I was objective here. I promise I was. Yeah. Florida fans that are listening, I still think they come out with a winning record, but I believe it'll be seven and five. They're not going to get UGA. They're not going to get LSU this year because they got to go Death Valley for that game. I don't believe they beat Auburn. Sorry, I just don't think so. They're not going to get Mizzou. And there's going to be an upset somewhere in there between Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Your upset might come at the hands of Miami. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Florida beats Miami. I can see Miami getting them. But don't sleep on Miami. Yeah. They already know, hey, we got nothing to lose here, guys. We got a first-year head coach who's never been a head coach before. First-year quarterback. First-year quarterback, new system. So, yeah. A lot of of excitement in the uh, Kane country. And, hey, don't. Just assume Willie Taggart's not going to win one. Yeah. <laughs> he might get them, you know. Anyway, I think it's they're not going to go 10-2. I, and if they do, cool, whatever. But that still, those losses are UGA, I believe, or, and, and LSU. If Taggart can get on the same kind of fire and the same role that Coach Martin had the baseball team on. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look out. Wow, look out. Yeah, look out. Tennessee, best case, nine and three. Worst case, five and seven. I believe. I don't know. My opinion on this is a little weird. They're not going to beat Georgia, even though I think ESPN has them on upset alert. Yeah. I do think they'll play Georgia a lot closer than they did last season. Yeah, it, I think it'll be a, a tougher matchup for sure. But um, still, Tennessee's good. a lot like Georgia, where they have ex UGA personnel and people working for them. I mean, yeah. USC has Mill Muschamp, Brian Edwards. Not Brian Edwards. Um, 
Brian McClendon, mm-hmm. Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown. Tennessee's got Jim Janey, Jeremy Pruitt. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. But I think they can go nine and three, maybe. I don't think I think Mizzou gets them. I think Tennessee beats Florida this year. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over sixteen times. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, and I, I believe UJ gets them. LSU. This is where it gets a little interesting, at least in my opinion. I believe they go eleven and one. That that's loss. Their, that's that loss best being two. Texas. Hmm. I think they. I think they lose to Texas. I think they get Bama. I think they can get Bama. It's an wow. interesting take. Yep. I remember, I've said that before, though. This isn't the first time I've said LSU gets Bama. So that's 8 0 in the SEC, huh? Yeah. I think they go 8 0 in the SEC. Uh, no, I, I, can't, I can't agree with that. But, that's all right. Uh, you you know, don't have to. Hey. I think they get Bama this year. I do. Um, so their worst case is 8 and 4, which is obvious losses. I, I still think they, they lose to Texas. That's the first day of the season. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of cobwebs. Sam Ellinger's coming back. I know that LSU's got Joe Burrow, but they also have some uh, new defensive guys to break in. Uh, then, of course, they could lose to Bama. They could lose to A&M. So, but I think they can go 11-1. and one. You heard it here first, Billy. Possibilities there, yeah. but... Yeah. UGA. You know, I'm saving them for last. Bama, their best case, 12-0, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Worst case... 11 and 1 regular season with the one and only lost to LSU. Yeah. That's my opinion. Okay. I don't think anybody else is even remotely a threat to Alabama yep. except LSU. The only other one you could think of is Texas A&M. Maybe. Yeah. And I believe that game's in Tuscaloosa. So. UGA, obviously, and this is not me being a homer, this is just simply what it is. They can go 12 and 0. That is their best case scenario. Definitely. It's a doable thing. Okay? Notre Dame being a notable watch game. You got to watch it. Because you just don't know how that game's going to go. It's week four. Night game in Athens. Man. Night is going to be, in, yeah, it's going to be a night game. It's week four. I think Kirby's going to have them ready. Oh yeah, There's but you no got to just got to be careful. And I believe their worst case scenario, worst case, ten and two. The two losses coming to Notre Dame and possibly Tennessee, or not Tennessee, Auburn. Just because you, Auburn, you just don't know. Yeah, it's Auburn. Yeah, I mean, and, you just never. I believe know. it's going to be at Auburn again this season so I'm not worried about Florida I'm not really worried about Tennessee I'm not worried about South Carolina but that's their worst case yeah. yep okay but I believe Georgia goes 12 and 0 that's just my thought because no, I, I think I, after I last agree. season after what happened at LSU I don't think they're I don't think Kirby's gonna let them I don't think you're going to see take any days off. No, and I don't think you're going to see Jake Fromm want to take any days off. No. And the wide receiver room is getting deeper and deeper. The tight end room is getting deeper and deeper. Not just that. Watch out for the pass rush this year, fellas. Yeah, yeah Nolan Smith, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. It's one thing we got to we got to shore up, man. We got to get some depth on the uh, on the D line. Oh yeah, and we're working on that. Um, Warren Branson. And we are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think are. we have two committed right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so. we're working on more and more. So uh, I want to drop this to you while while we're uh, while we're on college football. Yeah, a lot of discussion on the venue for Georgia Florida. Okay, save that for the other side. Let's take a short break. We'll come right back because I'm, right. I'm glad you're bringing this up. All right, let's do it. JT, shoot man, let's talk about this uh, venue change for Georgia Florida. Mm. A lot of discussion going on about it. Quite uh, a bit. And uh, I think Kirby is more 
along the lines of, hey, let's let's think about changing this thing. Oh, there's no thinking to it. He absolutely is. Yeah. You can tell he's spearheading that conversation. But my gosh, man, what what tradition you're breaking for one? That's just where Georgia, Florida, should be played. Yeah, it's the. I mean, you got half the stadium, Gator, half the stadium, Dog. The the tailgating is just unbelievable. Just the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. The whole entire week. Yes. It's not just the tailgating the day of and after the game. It's the whole entire week. And that that atmosphere bleeds over into the southern coastline of Georgia as well, where you got St. Simons Island, Jekyll Island. Exactly. They get in Camden County right in there around the the Florida line. They get in and all this too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So obviously you're for it staying in in Jacksonville. Well, the money, I, I will I will say this. And, you know, college football is centered around money. What's a business like any other? Exactly. Uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he was on uh, Dog Nation with Brandon Adams. Yeah, I know exactly what you're about to say. And Matt something yeah, or another. It was like $3 million Yeah. for home and home. Versus, like seven million playing in Jacksonville. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. The diff, really. yeah, it is for the University of Georgia. But Mike Griffith, also with Dog Nation Daily, makes a really good point, mm-hmm. and it's one I thought about. And my opinion on this has slightly evolved. Mm-hmm. Originally, I just don't care. Right. I don't care where it's at. Yeah, I'm where we are. We're about an hour and a half from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. so it's really easy for us to go and be a part of all this. Yeah. And it's so fun. For, for that reason, and for most Georgia fans, maybe even Florida fans that are in that area, this is really the only exposure they get to the live setting of that game is a tailgate. A lot of people don't even go in. Right. A lot of people we know. Right. I think, and this is just my opinion, you can do it several different ways. Obviously, a home and home. You can play in Gainesville one year, Athens the next year, and then come back to Jacksonville for the year for the third year. You put in a three-year rotation. We tried that. They, yeah, I know. I know. But why not, and this stands true for Gainesville as well, yeah, I know it's less money at the end of the day, but the money that that brings in, not just to the University of Georgia, but also the entire region of Athens, mm-hmm. dump that money in the local economy, local hospitals, local businesses, hotels, bars, restaurants, all of that. Mm-hmm. Also, how much fun would it be to go into the swamp and beat the brakes off of Florida? Bingo. <laughs> and how much better would it be for Florida to come into Athens and expect to win between the hedges and then leave with their tail between their legs. I, As a Georgia fan, that excites me. Yeah. And as a, as a potential recruit, because you lose this recruiting weekend, I know what the argument is. Well, if you're not recruiting good enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, recruits show up to that game anyway. They do. They do, and it's unofficial, but by NCAA but rules, they can't be hosted. They, yeah. Could mm-hmm. you imagine in Athens being able to host your recruits on the biggest, and a lot of times, more times than not, this is a game that decides the East. Yeah. A potential trip to the SEC championship on the line and you're hosting these recruits at this big time game at your home stadium yeah man I mean I get it I feel Jackson like feels great. I feel like if they do the, the home and home thing they need to move it to where it's the last SEC East game of the season agreed yeah not, I 100% agree not at the end of October beginning of November yeah I, I'm a traditionalist I just 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they should leave it. Just leave it be. Yeah, yeah. leave it alone. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to make an argument. If they leave it in Jacksonville, they leave it in Jacksonville. Yeah, just leave it alone. Uh, I love the atmosphere. Atmosphere is yeah. unbelievable. If 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 you go to ja- if you go to Jacksonville and go to the game, if you don't think the atmosphere is unbelievable, take a ride on a rickshaw and just you know just ride around mm-hmm. and. I mean, oh my gosh! If that don't get your blood boiling and get it pumping, I mean, Jesus! Just the opportunity to ride on a rickshaw. Hey, <laughs> well, I got tired of walking, so I was like, "Hey, man, how much will you charge me <laughs> to do this?" Apparently, bucks. they yeah. don't have cabs in Jacksonville or man. Ubers. The rickshaw was awesome. Who is this rickshaw fella? It's awesome. It uh, it gives you a chance to intermingle with the with the fans also. Now with this rickshaw. Was there an actual guy in front of it carrying it like a backwards wheelbarrow? Oh, it was a bike. It was a bike. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Right, that's not a rickshaw. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bike with a bench on it. That's northern Florida's version of rickshaws. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, yeah, uh, I I just – I love it in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if it's, if it's swapped home and home, I mean, it would – like you said, it would be unbelievable. The atmosphere would be unbelievable in Athens. Yeah. Um, especially if it was, you know, ha- it would have to be a night game. Yeah. Um, we would need oh, to get away. Question. We would need to get away from the three thirty, CBS take. Ah um, man, I don't know. I kind of like it at three thirty. I don't know, man. I I would I would much rather see it at like kickoff at like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it just gives you all day. We're all over the place on this. All I, day. I don't care where it's hey, at. Hey, I mean, and we can be. We they can, can be play all this over thing the place. in Montana, and I don't care as long <laughs> as Georgia wins. Yeah, I really you're right. Don't. We, like we said, huh? Is there football fields in Montana? There's fields. Okay, yeah. I mean, we can make one. Yeah, well, there the, are fields. I mean, Montana Grizzlies, man. Think about the FCS that, that they had for only good FCS. for years. Only only FCS team worth talking about is North Dakota State. We just word save yeah. that for another time. But you know, so we got some fan questions, which I'm really kind of excited about, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with them. Hopefully, if I can reach the paper. Uh, Statman, did no? We'll, we'll we'll save that. Statman's gonna do a drop. Yeah, and uh, gonna share some opinions on one of our favorite individuals around here. We're not gonna spoil it. So, fan questions. We're gonna read off some of the questions. We had about twenty five, twenty six in there. Wow. Some of them were repetitive. Uh, in other words, you know, some two different people sent the same type of question. Then there were some just odd questions. And uh, so, if you hear your question or whatever, you know. Acknowledge us on uh, Twitter or email. A lot of these came via email. Only got one or two from Twitter. Uh, direct message. So the first question is, and this is a good one. This is from and some of the names here, guys, are kind of funny too. Vengeful Ninja, Vengeful Ginger, twenty three. Mm. This is off of Twitter. Okay. Asked what our favorite sports movie was, which I thought was a good question because this can vary. Statman. You come from a slightly different generation, so I'd like to hear. If you don't, if you're from my generation, if you don't pick Sandlot, something's wrong with you. Sandlot's a good one. Yeah, I love love Sandlot. This, this, Sandlot's this, great, man. Every kid's you're dream. Killing me, Smalls. Just yeah, every yeah. kid's dream. Just grow, just waking up every single day and going and playing baseball. The Great Bambino. I love that movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely watch it great tonight. movie. Um, I like that one, JT. Do you have a different one? I'm going to have to go with uh, Hoosiers. 
Yeah, yeah all right. Is a good one too. Remember the Titans is one of mine, nice. which I think Titans. is kind of that's a so default. Good. That's cliche. Isn't it kind of a default one? Yeah. But you know which one I like is there's also a baseball movie, two of them. You, you probably never seen this. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the, Rookie year. Of the year. Yeah. I like Remember that one. The, the, it was so funny. What was the kid's name? Henry Rowan Gardner, but yeah. the coach would. Yeah. Henry. Henry. Rome Gardner. Yeah. Everything but his last name. Yeah. Garden Hoser. Yeah. I like that one. The Natural. Robert, was Robert Redford. Here's another yep. one that I loved. Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. yeah love that, that movie. Good. Yeah, that was good. Bull Durham. That was good. Bull Durham's Bull Durham's good. Durham. Oh, Major classic. League. Yeah, classic. Major How about League. TV shows? And that This isn't part of the question, but it made me think of it because I actually, my favorite TV show of all time is a sports one. Yeah. I think we're all going to say it together probably. Let's hear it. Let's do it. One, two, three. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yes. Not Friday the Night movie. Lights. Didn't care for the movie because I'm not a Billy Bob Thornton fan. Yep. But I absolutely love the TV show. The series? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. I still watch it to this yeah. day. As a matter of fact, I just got finished watching that on, what was it, uh, Hulu maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. I just got finished watching <laughs> the series. That's not Again. a plug either. We're not sponsored by Hulu, but we yeah. could be Hulu. Heads up. Yeah. Again. Um, Hashtag get with it. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess, you know, TV shows – there's really not a lot of sports TV shows. Yeah. Which uh, I don't understand why. I know. Because Friday Night Lights was so good. It was. It was. Love that. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with it, man. Nah, dude. Coach Taylor? I'd love to play for Coach Taylor. Oh, yeah. I kind of liked, um, and, and I'm going to have people all over me for this. Um, uh, the chick flick show over here? No. It, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a basketball, too. I mean, it's basketball was involved in it. Don't you dare. Drama. Don't that's you all it dare. Was. I like One Tree Hill, man. All right, guys. That's our show for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, no JT. <laughs> One Tree Hill. It wasn't even remotely sports-related. I think there was a guy on there that played basketball. They just talked about it. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, but he had a whole storyline going I'm kind of pros and kind of ashamed I know exactly what you're talking about. My wife used to watch One Tree Hill. Yeah, I mean, you know. Good show. Yeah, it was. It was about sports shows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Office show. though. The Office was great. Oh, dude, who doesn't like the Office? Yeah. If you don't like the if Office, don't like get the out office of here. yeah, don't listen to our show. Yeah. If, yeah. if you don't like the Office, yeah. don't listen to us. We're just kidding. Please give us listeners. Yeah, we yeah, do need no. listeners. <laughs> I do like the Office, and there's a, there's a common question that goes around. You watch too? The Office, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, in, I've heard this on the uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Saturday Down South. So this is kind of I see it all the time. If you were a character off of the Office, who would you be? I would be Michael Scott. The easy one is Jim. Oh, that's the yeah. 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 I would yeah. be Michael Scott because I love to sometimes be completely and utterly inappropriate and lost yeah. <laughs> with what I'm trying to say. I'd have to go along with Jim also. All right, what's oh, the uh, What's the older dude's name? The weird one. Andy? No. The, uh, God, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. I'm blanking on some of the characters' names yeah. because the main character, I loved Andy. I could yeah. be Andy. Yeah. Makes the stat man be more of a Dwight. Well, I don't, I he don't could be a Dwight. <laughs> I, don't yeah. do, I don't do the whole beats thing. So. Yeah, all right. All right, so Brian J., that's the name I got. What are some of our favorite podcasts? That's a good question. I've already mentioned one, Saturday Down South. Connor yeah. O'Gara and Chris Marler, they do a really good job. They do. I like Saturday yeah, Down South. Yeah, they cover the SEC for the most part. And just that they have a good blend of comedy and information, really good with stats. 
Uh, I enjoy their podcast. Probably probably my favorite one. Yeah. And uh, we do listen to Dog Nation Daily, which is exclusively. Brandon Adams. Yep. Yeah, Brandon Adams, Mike Griffith, uh, Jeff Sintel, Chip Towers. Yep. Some good reporting they get. Obviously, nothing but UGA stuff. Yeah. With yeah. the occasional jab at other teams. But um, and I'm assuming he may have been asking on not sports-related podcasts. I don't listen to any non-sports-related yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I, I think the only one I've ever listened to that's not – Sports related, and it really wasn't even good. And it was, I'm actually looking it up right now to tell you which one it was. Um, nope, I was wrong. I don't listen to any other one. <laughs> yeah, a, cu- a couple other ones that I listen to that's not football related is you got Nakahoma Nation, which yeah. is Braves. They, uh, yeah, they oh, I'm sorry, Inside of You is it what it's called by Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum was the guy who played uh, small, he was in Smallville, he wasn't Superman, Lex Luthor. He has a podcast. It's kind of a out there name. Uh, yeah, inside of you. Yeah, I think it's innuendo. Is what okay. it is. I but did uh, uh, the the punt the punt and pass podcast. Um, Aaron Murray by Aaron Murray. Yeah, and um, uh, shoot, can't you think of is the guy's name? Drew now? Butler. Drew Butler. Yes. Yeah, I um, do. I do enjoy the uh, armchair expert by Dat Shepard too. It's yeah. pretty good. They can get a little off the wall, but and become more valuable by Justin Scott Wesley. Yes, listen to Justin Scott Wesley. Yeah. I was actually about to say that, but good job, JT. Yeah. Justin Scott Wesley has a podcast yes, about uh, learning your value in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. Max fifteen minutes. Yeah, Brian J. Thank you for the questions. Uh, for the question, here's a good one. It's an interesting one, and I didn't write down who sent it, so sorry if you sent this question. <laughs> if you had to choose a team to root for besides your current favorite, who would it be? Mm. Kind of a tough question, but I actually had an question. easy, pretty quick, easy answer for me. I mean, same conference or different conference? It doesn't specify. It doesn't matter. Whoever whoever you like. Whoever you like. If you had to choose a team to root for that was not your favorite, who would it be? Me, Clemson. I'll say it. Um, I would I'd probably have to go with, uh, with Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. You guys aren't going to like this. Ohio State. Okay, no, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I, would, I would have to go with yeah, Ohio State. I'm okay with that. I thought you were going to say Notre Dame. No. I mean, I don't have a problem with Notre Dame. But yeah, well. I mean, there's several teams that I just – I think Oklahoma's great. Texas. Yeah, there's so, there's so many that yeah. have – Yeah, a lot of them have, like, really good traditions. I don't traditions. even hate – Yeah, I like Florida. Florida State's great. Yeah. yeah. They just have a lot of good traditions. Yeah. And, I um, mean – LSU. But Clemson, for whatever reason – and it's not because they've been winning. I know what everybody's thinking. No, it's since Dabo rolled into town, which has been quite a few years. I was a big Taj Boyd fan back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's had some great players. Sammy Watkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Probably I the coolest entrance ever in college football. Yeah, yeah. most dangerous know. one. It is very dangerous. that's not called. So dangerous. You know, More what, not broke back mountain, but broke ankle. I mean, you, hill, could, you could pile up the whole team on that hill, Patella man. Patella tendons or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I just like I just like Dabo. I think he is a great personality and mm-hmm. he's a great coach and he's just a great person. Yep. But take him out of it, you know, I still think Clemson is just a quality school. Yeah. And a good program. So good question. Yeah. yeah. Very, Very good cool. question. Yeah. I like yeah. it. All right. So this is from Ashton P. This is a very short answer. Do you guys follow NASCAR? No. Next question. <laughs> Used to. <laughs> Used to. <laughs> I've never Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. I watched one NASCAR race my entire life on TV, and it was the one where Dale Earnhardt Sr. died. Uh, 
it's mm. bad luck. Yeah, so I've never watched another one again because yeah. these are people, and I don't want to be that kind of an. I will say I'm a big Horrible. I'm a big Chase Elliott fan. I don't even know who that is. Uh, That's Bill Elliott's son, man. Cool. Bill Elliott, you know, <laughs> Dawsonville, awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Sure, I have no idea. Yeah, we're we're just go along with it. Yeah, yeah. We uh we we used to watch it religiously actually. Yeah. I've yeah. never big, had much interest in it. We're big uh, big Gordon fans. Um, it's we, just uh, the the point systems they have now in place. And yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not fun anymore. NASCAR. Yep. Cool. Not in this podcast, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. This is a good one. This is from Raymond Simon. Cool name. Go to game day food slash drink. Buffalo chicken dip. And a brewski. Yeah, wings beer. and beer, man. Wings and beer. Simple. Absolutely simple. Simple. Hey, simple. I like simple. burgers, man. Throw me a burger on a grill. Oh yeah. Give me some tater tots. Some tots. What, yes. what, what was the the? They had a survey. Not really a survey, but they they did a thing before the Super Bowl last year, and they were they were doing favorite Super Bowl game day snacks by region of the country, and I think the Southeast yeah, was like was something weird, buttermilk pie or something like that. What? I don't even know what buttermilk pie yeah. is. What is buttermilk pie? I've never had buttermilk pie. You know, have you guys ever been to somebody's game day party, and you just look at the menu and say, like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. Is that like broccoli? Ki- like quiche? Yeah." Yeah. That bro- that's broccoli with bacon bits and cheese on it. What is going on? Yeah, you know, yeah, dude. I, no, I want burgers. If I'm like going that. to a if I'm going to a party like that, I'm I'm wanting wings. Sure. I mean, chicken fingers is okay with me. Yeah. Buffalo burgers, chicken dip, like he said. Yeah, buffalo chicken dip, guac, or some some, some rotel dip. Yeah, yeah. Chips and salsa. I want nothing healthy. No. If it's green, it better be guac. And yeah. a multitude of beer. Multitude of beer. I'm even a whiskey. I'll partake in the whiskey. Yeah. Cervezas. Yeah. I love cervezas. Yeah. Speaking of beer, preview of episode six, we're going to do our, uh, there's this little thing going on on social media. Yes. Favorite beers. Yes. Okay. Not necessarily brand, like Bud Light, Michelob Ultra. Where you like to drink your favorite beer. Yeah. Pool party, whatever. So we're going to do our top ten faves. Don't spoil any of them now. But think about it. It was something going on on Twitter, and uh, people were ranking their favorite type of beers in terms of when and where they like to have it. So I like it. We're going to do that at episode six, listeners. It's going to be a good one. So a cool question for uh, from Ryman Simon. This one was sent and didn't have a name. Is this what you all do for work, or do you all have regular jobs? I'm uh, assuming if, if we could do this for work, we would. Yeah, and you, yeah. we would have a lot more episodes out. Guys. So, yeah. if, so if you know, if you've got any, <laughs> you know, any uh, pull or connections or anything like that, um, we would love to do this full time. Oh yeah, this would be absolute. This is our dream. Much and maybe, our dream. maybe, just maybe, we'll get there, guys. But no, yeah. I uh, I have a regular job. Yep, I do too. Yep, I've I've had a regular job now, uh, same job, going uh, yep. uh, eighteen years in July, and uh, yep. you know, twenty five years before I can retire. I'm a hand model. For those uh, of you who are wondering, yeah. You want some feet pics? You can hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm actually a fireman. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'd, I'd much rather do this than uh, run CNC machines. Yeah. So I don't even know what a CNC machine is. Um, he actually uh, makes parts for Rolls Royce airplane engines. What? Yeah. 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 We don't get any Rolls Royce stuff, so yeah. cool. It's not cool. Well. So. So no, we are. We have regular jobs. But thank you for the question. Uh, this is a good one from Virginia Dog, D-A-W-G, which is assuming is a dog family dog. in Virginia. Heads up. Mm-hmm. Favorite sports memory as a fan? Great question, man. Ooh, There's wow. so many to choose wow. from. Wow, wow, wow. You can spend wow. a lot of time on this question alone. Y- yes. 
1995 Braves won the World Series is first one that comes okay, to brain see, for me. I haven't been alive for any Georgia sports championships besides Atlanta United. Yeah. But that's not a favorite one because it's soccer. Soccer. I, I, I mean, it was pretty fun to watch. That was very fun to watch. Ask JT. I was very hyped up during that yeah. game. I think we both were. Um, and I don't know I'm if I'm not really mean, a big soccer fan. I don't know if they mean, like, live. I'm going to assume he means just period. Okay, but. live. Um, I'm being there, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's it's a tough one. Yeah. It is tough. I can tell you the Rose Bowl, us winning the Rose Bowl, oh, is yeah. one that I will. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's recency bias to a point. The but touchdown <laughs> run by Sony and the call by and Scott the block Howard. from Jake Fromm, <laughs> but the blocked field goal. Yeah, by Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, that that game I could watch that game every day mm-hmm. and not be tired of it. It was just such an awesome game. Oklahoma played a great game. Georgia played a great game. It mm-hmm. wasn't a blowout. It was the way these types of games should be. They put it all out there, and man. The fact that Georgia came out it was the winner. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say my my my. Favorite, all-time favorite, um, is the first time as a UGA fan. The first time I saw Herschel dive over the pack. I wasn't born yet. Me neither. Yeah, far right. from it. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was that sure was, that was awesome though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, oh, my God, he just jumped over everybody. <laughs> that was really cool. That was a really cool moment. This is from No no Nothing? Not Nothing? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever your name is. I can't read my handwriting. Favorite type of music? Hmm. I don't really have a favorite. I like it all. Yeah, I'm I'm all genres, man. I mean, yeah. I... Uh, I just it, it it all depends on the time. It all depends on the moment. If I'm on a cruise in the Caribbean, I've got to have some island vibes. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm working out, I like to have some old school classic. Yeah, you know, we're, we're in South Georgia, so a lot of country. But I th- I'm more of a metalhead, I guess. Yeah. I like because I like Soundgarden and yeah, I mean, the old I'll, '90s alternative yeah. grunge, Pearl yeah. Jam. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, you know, I I, I I'm I'm with you there. I mean, even early. Late '90s, early 2000s for me, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of a rocker. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and like I said, it just it just all depends on the Is moment. Is Nelly still a thing? No. No. Okay. No. So no. no. I guess I'm not a fan of rap anymore. Was he rap? What was he? Like Pop? R- R&B. Yeah, he's right. R&B. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's not um, a thing anymore. No. no. I like. I, I, uh, I only have one country music album on my phone. The rest of it is rap. Yeah. I. That's. Well, what's the one country music album? I have Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I mean, I, I like country, too. I mean, like I said, I like all genres. It just yeah. all depends on the moment. It depends on where I'm at, too. I, I know mean. a lot of country. I just can't. I cannot bring myself to just listen to it. Yeah. It's good for, you know. I like old school rap, man. Yeah, I like I like Tupac, you know. Uh, sure. Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, that's, uh, you know, I like that, too, especially when I'm working out. Or, or the newer guys with the old school flow. Yeah. 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 Here's a fun question. Do you really think UGA can beat Bama this year? And that is a question from Saban's new hip. Ah. Yeah. Yes, Saban's new hip. I do. Are we sure? Saban's new hip. Yes. He's got the new hip. And that was in all caps, too. They sent that in all caps. So clearly Saban's new hip is an angry. Saban's new hip doesn't take anything lightly. No. So it was in all caps. There was like 16 exclamation points and no question marks. So he was just shouting this. Hey. Do we shout back? 
No, we're better than that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it could go either way. Real talk. Not this year, Nick. Not this year. No fake field goals. That's exactly right. Or fake punts. All right, here's a cool question, too. Bucket list items. I'm assuming they mean sports-related. If that's not what you assume, that's still how I'm going to answer it. Um, this is pretty fun. I'll go ahead and answer give you guys time to think because I've already thought about it. Yeah. I want to go to different college campuses and see their football complexes, even, even their, their, you know, not just their stadiums but their whole campus. Mm-hmm. I've only ever been to three, Georgia's, Tennessee's, and uh, South Carolina's, and all of them were great. Yeah. Now, Athens is obviously better college town but mm-hmm. knoxville was great yeah. i enjoyed knoxville yeah knoxville um nice. south carolina had really it was really cool it was really hot yeah if you ever in st augustine and have a chance to go by flagler college that is one of the most gorgeous campuses sure you'll ever step foot on yeah yeah but i would love to go to each and every sec campus yeah um i would love to go to clemson's campus i've heard great things about beautiful them. i would love to he- go to ohio state's campus mm-hmm. the ohio state yeah. so that would be that would be my bucket list. When I retire, I would like to be able to do – a lot of people want to go to all the Major League Baseball parks, which would also be cool. Yes. But I would like to travel and see, you know, not necessarily a game in each stadium, but just see it. Right. There's, there's, there's my, the main the – big, the big bucket list thing for me is visit Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, and Yankee Stadium. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And I, I hate it that it's not the old Yankee Stadium, but still it's Yankee Stadium. Yeah. I, would I like love to see the ballpark. Yeah, I like that. I like. I, I would love to. I would love to go up and like just travel different different baseball venues. Oh yeah, you that'd know. be awesome. Um, Dodger but Stadium. again, you know, upon retirement, you know, if we don't really get to the Caribbean at during the time frame that I I want to, um, I'd like to go just travel the different college games. You yeah. Know, yeah. Everywhere, just go on the road, you know, tailgate home, tailgate on the road. It's just, you know, big, big games. Um, that would be awesome. Great yeah. question. That yeah. was a really good question. Yeah, it was yeah. a very good question. And that was it. That was all the questions. Thank you so much for the questions. Yeah, give us some more. Yeah. yeah, give us some more. We'll do this on, okay. on occasion. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed that. So that was this was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, episode six, what are we doing pretty soon? We'll have a... We're going to have another interview for episode six. We're actually doing the interview tomorrow. Nice. Um, I don't know the stat man. Probably won't be able, be available for that, but me and JT will, will handle that. This will be Mike Johnson, who is an offensive lineman for the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's on Dog Nation Daily. Well, he is on Dog Nation mm-hmm. Daily quite a bit. He works in Birmingham. He's also a Bama insider, and he's kind enough to give us his time to interview, uh, let us interview him. He was, uh, like I said, he paved the way for Mark Ingram yeah. when yeah. they were on their national championship campaign. And he's going to come in and share some insight on not just Alabama, but also Georgia and just college football as a whole. So that's really exciting for Episode 6. Also in Episode 6, again, is our beer rankings. Yep. That's going to be fun. Yep. And we're going to introduce a new game. Guys, I haven't even told you about this, but it's going to be fun. Like and it's going to be awkward. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, remember I said I like to be Michael Scott from The Office? That's exactly what's going to happen. I like awkward games. It's going to be really fun. It's not going to be anything inappropriate awkward, but I'm just going to be... I'm going to put you on the spot. And yeah. luckily, I don't have to play it. I'm going to be the one asking the questions. I'm uh, basically the game show host, like okay. Steve Harvey or nice. Drew Carey. Right. Nice. So I'm going to have some fun on Episode 6. And, of course, we'll talk some college football, possibly some Braves. Uh, speaking of baseball, yeah, tell I, me about Madison Row Garden Hoser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to get you guys' opinion on uh, on bat flips real quick. 
<laughs> what do you think about bat flips? I, to, to quote JT as, as a traditionalist, I don't really care for him, but I've softened on a little bit because when Ronald Acuna Jr. does it against the Marlins, apparently I love it. and yeah. I, I, Especially I feel like I'm free. Urania. Yeah, <laughs> but I used to hate it when Jose Bautista would do it, but now I'm just kind of like, whatever, man. It's part of the game now. Well, this is uh, It is what it is. When the situation calls for one, I mean, by all means, man. Yeah. Flip it. Flip it. You I'm know, cool with it. If it's a, if it's just a home run, don't flip your bat. But if the situation calls for it, if it's the bottom of the night, a walk off, you know, something like well, that. I'll tell you, true fellas, if on. I ever hit a home run in a major league setting, I'm flipping the bat. Oh yeah, no <laughs> so. doubt. Okay, so today, what is today? Today's June 9th. June 9th. Max Muncy hits an absolute absolute mammoth home run against Madison Bumgarner. And if you know Madison Bumgarner, he does not like being shown up. Well, no, he does not. Max Muncy, you know, he didn't flip his bat. He didn't. He didn't. Didn't stand there and look at it. He just kind of started walking, like like a normal person does after he hits a, a, a bomb. Well, the first thing Madison Bumgarner says when he's when he's jogging down the line, he says, "Don't watch it run." Max Muncy then turns to him and says, "If you don't want me to watch it." go get it out of the ocean because he hit it into my cubby cove. Oh, burn. Uh, you know, uh, props to Max Max Munchie oh, about that. Buddy. I don't hate it. I actually really like that. What did, so what was what was Darden Hoser's reaction to that comment? I don't I don't they they kept chirping and then the umpire got involved and and that was that was about the extent of it. I don't think anybody got retaliated against or anything like that. Cuz if I'm Madison Bumgarner or however you say his name you got to get – hey, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Yeah. All right, you yeah. win. Hey, you got it, kid. You yeah. got you me. You did it. <laughs> but th- this is my whole thing against, you know, I don't have anything against pimping a home run. If you're a pitcher, you have all the – you nobody's ever said anything about you walking off the mound, pumping your chest, screaming into your glove, anything like that. Oh, no. They have all the right to do that. If you don't want to get pimped on the mound – don't hang a slider or a curveball <laughs> or throw a 98 mile an hour fastball down the middle. No, it's gonna get sent into orbit. Absolutely, and that's probably what he was doing. He was probably walking. He, of course, he was probably admiring it also, but he was wanting to see if it actually made it out of the stadium oh, no, into was, McCovey Cove. It was, it was, it was headed for. It was. I'm surprised it didn't land on Alcatraz. That's how. That's how far <laughs> he hit the ball. So. Wow. Well, Somebody retrieved it out there in the canoes. Uh, there were some canoes out there. Yeah. Yeah. Long story yeah. short, I have no issue with bat flips. Bat flips, they're they're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. No, not anytime soon. And if no. Ronald Acuna Jr. keeps doing it, I am fine with that. Yep. We're, Austin we're, Riley needs to get into the bat flips. Oh man, well, he needs he's just decided to be where he's at. Now. I'm excited. Oh yeah. man, he is where he's at. He's too. such a great, great I like kid, him a man. Lot. Just, just a. What he's doing right now, man, is just unbelievable. It is yeah. absolutely unbelievable. We're going to talk in depth about the Atlanta Braves on a very special episode after the All-Star break. We're going to have somebody come in, and he's a follower of the Braves, much more in depth than I typically am. He even knows some of the guys that's in our in the 2A, 3A affiliates, some of the up-and-comers to look out for. He has put me on notice about a lot of them, and he's been right about quite a few. So I'm going to bring him in here. We're going to bring him in, let him talk some Braves baseball. Him and Statman will have a good time with yeah, that. Yeah, he's got a great radio voice. Nice, so nice. Yeah. We like yep. radio voices over yep. here. Yep. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, guys, we appreciate you dropping in here on the Dropouts in our humble little podcast. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
Let us know how we're doing. Email us, thedropoutspc at gmail.com. Hit us with some questions. We'll answer them when we get enough. That was a really fun segment. We hope to see you around in episode six. We really appreciate it. JT, you want to say hey, bye to the people? Hey, live life to the fullest, guys. We enjoyed it. And uh, God bless and go dogs. Peace out. Go dogs. Love and light. Go dogs. We'll see you next time.